Hey, if you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or even if you have a side gig, let me introduce you guys to Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Grasshopper lets you send and receive calls and texts from your new business phone number. That way you can run your business from anywhere and respond to clients quickly with Grasshopper's mobile apps. Grasshopper, sign up today. Go to grasshopper.com slash rebound to get $20 off your first month. That's grasshopper.com slash rebound. And I'd also like to tell you about something close to my heart, reading. From number one New York Times bestselling author James Rollins comes the thrilling new novel, The Demon Crown. To save mankind's future, the members of Sigma Force must make a devil's bargain. Follow along as they join forces with their most hated enemy to stop an ancient threat. Often compared to Kyve Cussler and Michael Crichton's best, this book combines real science and history with cutting-edge military action. It's a great place to join in on the wildly successful Sigma Force series. Get started with videos, audio, and more at jamesrollins.com. John, have you uh, made a a very expensive pre-order today? <laughs> oh, are they out? <laughs> uh, well, that's actually sorry. It's, by the time this show airs, they will be on the iMac Pro will be available for pre-order. But right now, we've been told it's it's Tuesday as we record this, and they just announced that it will be available. For, it's Tuesday, so it will be available for pre-order on. Or I guess. Maybe just order. It might. I don't know when it starts shipping. Uh, but there have been a bunch of uh, videos, especially circulating today, uh, because the embargo is clearly up for the iMac Pro. Oh, okay. So you were curious about how a five thousand yeah, dollars. I thought was- it was going to be. I thought it was supposed to be yesterday. Like, that was the date that I had heard floating around. But um, uh, I've been driving all mornings. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guess anything. was going to be if um. If it hadn't, they hadn't made this announcement, um, you know, just about an hour or two ago now, I was going to guess that, like, as we were recording or just after we recorded, they would announce pre-orders. Because yeah, usually, it's Tuesday, right, exactly. Yeah. Usually they do, they wait until we're done yeah, recording well, and then they announce everything. Schiller's on the live stream. Um, <laughs> he's just listening. Note, note to our, our listeners, there is no live stream, just in case you go looking for it. <laughs> Order a damn book, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, would it kill you? Come on. Uh, So yeah, the iMac Pro is out there. There are some benchmarks being bandied about. It seems that it delivers on a lot of the performance uh, that people are hoping to see from it. Uh, but we don't have all the details yet because they still don't have any of the configuration prices. Yeah, and that's going to be the thing that people are going to have the most fun with, I think. Because <laughs> I bet I bet the top end, I bet you can top that out at something crazy. I'm sure. If you're starting at 5K already and there's yeah. like, there are right. huge amount, you can buy, well, how many more cores does it go up to? It's, 12, right? I thought it went higher than that. Really? I thought it did, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I'm looking at the specs now. Eight core, ten core, eighteen core. 18, my friend. Okay, okay. I should have known it was eighteen, not twelve. Uh, so that is going to cost a uh, a pretty penny. It's configurable up to <laughs> 128 gigabytes of RAM. A, a Batman, a Bat Cave size <laughs> penny. <laughs> yeah, roll that into an Apple Store. I dare you. <laughs> I, I got the Joker. What does this buy me? <laughs> Do where, where did he get that penny? Do you know? uh was that was that not a two-faced thing i thought it was a two-faced thing that seems like it would be maybe Bru- i want to believe scarred on one side i want to believe that bruce wayne just bought it like just, just one had day. A- <laughs> yeah, like, 
<laughs> in his younger phase that's like as a constant right. reminder of like mm-hmm. why he you know gave up the playboy lifestyle is just the uh man like, dude, st- stupid shit like buying the giant penny <laughs> <laughs> so uh would you, would you make anything of this um johnny ive switcheroo gonna, yeah i was gonna mention that so the like the story is that he was essentially stepped away from like direct overseeing of design during the Apple Park construction. Right. And now that it's ostensibly done, although my understanding from what I have heard is that it's still pretty empty. Like they haven't moved most of the people into it, it sounds like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's probably not going to be in charge of the moving. <laughs> 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 he's carrying boxes and no, no, uh, backing up a van i'm sorry i need you to put that in a white box <laughs> beep, 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 he takes beep. a real hands-on approach john he's really yeah he's um he's a well steve jobs used to do i he always say he used to do all the soldering <laughs> yeah that's true he's a one-man yeah. solder shop mm-hmm. um i don't know i mean so there's two ways to read this right like and the one is the the story we've been given which is that he stepped away so he could oversee design of the campus and the campus being designed he is now back i find it a little peculiar that they removed his two subordinates who were like taking over day-to-day stuff from the pr bios page like Hmm. it seems weird that they pulled them like because it's not like he was removed during that time um and one of my i guess my more cynical like my more cynical take on it is that they felt like they had too many white guys on that page <laughs> <laughs> so they just took them off the page they didn't actually they didn't like demote them or anything but they're yeah. like yeah do we yeah. really need these two more white guys on this page yeah that could be just yeah if you don't talk about the white guys they're not there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have no idea that's it's it's a little odd i i mean I haven't seen anything to suggest that those guys aren't still there. Uh, and those were, I'm trying to remember, it, Alan Dye was one of them, I think. Um, and the other guy was Richard Horth, I think. Yeah, okay. You can still get to their bio page. <laughs> you can still get, like, if you have the URL, I just Googled it, and like you can still get directly to their page with their bio on it. They're just not on yeah. the page with all the pictures. <laughs> Right. They're no, no no longer linked. Yeah, it did say, I mean, in those previous ones, it did say they were, at least for Richard Horworth, it said they he reported directly to Tim Cook. So mm-hmm. maybe that was the, like... That could be the, yeah, right. Yeah, that's why, you don't, that's why well. you don't get on that page anymore, because right. you don't report directly to Tim Cook, right? Yeah, so maybe maybe it is just the organizational reshuffle, as yeah. said, um, now that, that makes sense. I've is taking yeah, direct control. Your sinister plot notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see sinister plots and <laughs> everything. It it keeps things interesting <laughs> in the dull periods. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people now questioning like whether Johnny's return to direct involvement will, you know, be evident in some way. Uh, but personally, I don't believe that there. I feel like probably his subordinates were pretty in tune with what he wanted. So yeah, I right. don't really expect it's not there like to there be was, like not like they were they were they were putting felt back on everything. Right, right. It's not like he walked back in, <laughs> you know, after being away for like a year. It's like, what the fuck did you guys do? <laughs> I'm doing a whole bunch of Johnny Ive impressions today. None of them are particularly good. It's clear. We know this. 
Why is there a cassette tape interface <laughs> <Yeah>. in iTunes? <laughs> no one knows what a cassette tape is anymore. It's just like breaking cassette tapes on people's heads and stuff. Eight track. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't feel like it's. It's it's December. People want to make again sinister plots out of things. Yeah, right. I right. Think, I don't think there's gotta... anything here that's particularly huge. Um, yeah. I seem to remember seeing people say when he, you know, when they changed his role prior, um, that a lot of people were like, oh, good, he'll have less influence and do stuff like or, iOS 7. Or there was a, I also think there was a feeling that maybe he was like on his way out, right? Like, or, you know, yeah, from right, he was right. going to retire or something like that, mm-hmm. spend more time mm-hmm. with his Aston Martin. Because um, <laughs> I would if I had an Aston Martin. <laughs> um, but it seems pretty clear from this that like, you know, if he if if the goal had been to transition him out um, as he decided to retire or whatever, move on to something else, I don't think they would have even bothered with this step. So that seems to mean me to be pretty clear indication that he is here for a while yet. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> they got to be throwing gobs of money at him. I mean, like l- almost literally. Uh, yeah. I mean, but like, <laughs> what do you what do you buy with all that money when you just live in a white featureless room? <laughs> so many more white featureless rooms <laughs> uh yeah it's like he's in the uh it's like he's in the void uh, <laughs> um so yeah i don't uh i guess we'll just you know a return to johnny ive product videos maybe maybe with the Excellent. HomePod or something i still i still want i need more um more bob mansfield <laughs> <laughs> he is Bob. I'm, I'm going through with withdrawal on Bob Mansfield. I need, I need another 20 minute uh, video about batteries. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, is he still? He's still there, right? Like he's, he's still, still. Yeah, right. He's just, but he's just like in nobody some knows sort of, what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, somebody he's, does. He's, I, he's I think somebody knows what he's doing. <laughs> I hope Tim Cook knows what he's doing. He's been, you know, I want to believe that it's like, uh, like a kung fu movie where Johnny Ive went away, or like, you know, like, like Empire Strikes Back, like Johnny Ive went to study at the feet of Big Bob Mansfield, mm. like, you know, and then I bet it was not. He's bad, returned though. from his training. Yeah, he was carrying Bob Mansfield around on his back, <laughs> doing like, yeah, doing, doing somersaults and stuff. <laughs> Uh, there's a cave. You, had you to got fight Star Wars. You got, you got Star Wars on the on the I, brain. You know, is that... it's weird. I don't know why. Why would that happen? <laughs> I don't I, know. Yeah. I just set up Tweetbot to mute some stuff because uh, people oh, I yeah. actually know have apparently seen it. So right, right. Whatever. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what I've heard. <laughs> oh God damn it! The show is over. <laughs> Although Lex, I don't think I'm not. I'm not going till next. I don't even know when I'm going next I, week. Sometime I got tickets for for Thursday night. So, yeah, we'll be going then. So I've only got well. well then days. I got to then I got to mute you for four days or something. That's probably fair. I'll just text you directly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Let me tell you about my favorite Look, part. <laughs> I don't want to tell you who dies, but this person dies. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what I'm going to do because I'm that much of a jerk. Mm. Thing. Yeah. So, uh, what was the other? Oh, there was something else I was going to mention that was really, that happened today. Of course, now I forgot it. Because before we get to our picks, before we get um, to our picks. Oh, Shazam! Shazam! Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. wanted that to say Shazam. That was what I wanted to do. <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> All right, we're done. Yeah. Um, yeah Apple bought. <laughs> Take it Shazam. away, Billy Batson. 
That was um unexpected. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the kind of thing that they would have bought a long time ago if they were that interested, but... Yeah, I think part of me wonders if maybe they got cheaper? Like, <laughs> maybe yeah, Shazam right. wasn't doing so well, and they're like, hey, we can get it for cheap now or something. Right. Like, I mean, it seems like they had been doing okay. It had been built into Siri for a while. Um, yeah. Maybe, was it iOS 11 or was it before iOS 11? It's fairly recently that they added, like, you could just ask Siri directly and it would mm-hmm. use Shazam. Um, but, and, and Shazam, I mean, I've always liked Shazam. It's an impressive product. Yeah. Uh, they've gotten good over the last several years of building in integration with all those, uh, like, streaming services so that when you find the song, you can be like, oh, go listen to it on Spotify or whatever, or, you yeah. know, Google Play Music and, and Apple Music and all that. So it's like, makes sense, uh, seems to work with their, uh music centric idea possible people floating the idea that it might be integrated into the home pod although it seems like that that's a short lead time if if it's it actually coming seems sometime like, in why next year i I'm, tra- I'm struggling to figure out the use case for that exactly because if you're playing music on the home pod <laughs> exactly. chances are you can just be like you know what yeah. music you're playing right <laughs> yeah right um but I guess if you had it in the room with like your TV and you were listening to a like a like or watching a TV show or something or a commercial and you're like, oh, I wonder what song this is. I guess. Yeah. Do you think they care about how many Android users they have for Apple Music? No. Not it doesn't seem like it because that was the other sort of vector I was thinking about is like whether or not um, they thought that if if they you know Shazam is you know moderately ubiquitous app. Uh, if they thought that they could get more people um, globally onto, you know, uh, Apple Music rather, um, by having it linked more closely with Shazam. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's also a question. I mean, Android, there is presumably a a Shazam app for Android, and the question is whether they would even continue. Yeah, like, yeah, well, and that was what I, I was wondering if that was like, okay, we're not getting that far with apple music on android but if we had shazam and a bunch of people have shazam on android mm, it's sort of like get more traction there. i see what you're saying yeah i mean it's possible i yeah. i don't think i just don't know how much they care right like same sort of thing yeah. with apple pay cash which they just you know released and it's like well you can send cash to other people um but not on android and i i don't right. think they really care you know they're not about to make apple pay cash for android that wouldn't make any sense because they no, don't want to have not. to implement the entire like Apple Pay stack there, right. um, so I can't imagine they. And again, their their market for iOS devices is in the like hundreds of millions. So mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of stuff that they're leaving on the table there. I feel like, yeah, right. Then why make it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why make Apple Music for Android at all? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, there is. We don't care about this at all, but we just did it. I guess the upshot is that, you know, it is a recurring revenue driver. And, you know, if. And there are more people who own Android devices. And if you can tap even a small percentage of that market, you are basically earning a decent amount of money. Uh, It's like, yes. And it doesn't seem like the the development cost would be that much to. No, probably not. I I mean, mean, considering everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, building 
the app is basically it, right? Because the infrastructure is kind of fixed no matter what. Um, But the, yeah, I I would be fascinated. They'll never break this down, but I would be fascinated (laughs) to know how many, how many of their paying subscribers are on Android. Cause that would be (laughs) illuminating. I got to think it's pretty, I got to think it's really small. Oh yeah. I, I imagine so too, but it's like, even if it were like, I don't know what, five percent or something yeah like you do the math on the number of they've got i don't remember what the last figure they gave was but i mean it was in the it was above 10 million i thought like 10 to 20 million paying subscribers mm-hmm. so you know it's even yeah I mean, that might be a million people on android which is not nothing right I guess if you if you have that you know if you're mostly an Apple family and you have an Apple music music subscription for your family and then you have that one weird <laughs> weird person in the family who has an Android device, it makes it easier because you can <laughs> still share the. Why would you though? Why, I mean, why would you not just kick that person? Yeah, out just of your say family? no. I just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of the family. <laughs> you are you are gone. That's a good. That's a good point. This it's a fair question, Dan. Thanks. Those are the type of questions I try to ask. <laughs> I don't use, I rarely use Shazam. I have it on my phone, but I rarely use it um, even through Siri. Uh, but Hank seems to use it a lot. Yeah. I use it yeah, from I mean, time and to not, time. Not, and, and I frankly don't even know how he's using it because he's not using it to like do the listening and figure out what a song is. He does do that occasionally, but he's also using it for discovery somehow. Huh. Yeah, Interesting. I don't. And yeah. I think he was doing. He was for a long time before I got the because I was I had a single subscriber Apple Music um, subscription for a year and a half or something like that. And then uh, he started, you know, showing much more interest in music and different kinds of music and stuff like that. So and he was and he was doing. I think what he was doing was he was cycling through the different um, uh, free. Service, you know, service. So he was signing up for services and using like the free month, and then signing up for another service and using the free month, and then signing up for ah, the other service and using the three months. Yeah, that was like, and then, I, he, and then he ran out. <laughs> I remember so he doing was like, that uh, with uh, AOL signups in the nineties. Oh yeah, sure. You get <laughs> Just that, keep you using get the, the discs disc in the mail, and then you mm-hmm. use it, and then you, but you'd have to put in a credit card number. And at that point, I was a teenager, so I was like having to borrow my parents' credit card number and you get like a month or something and then you yeah. have to cancel it and put in a different credit card. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Glad to see the world hasn't changed that much and the kids today no, are still no, getting that experience. Apparently not. But I, you know, I, so I finally upgraded to them, the family plan. Um, and now he's, and he, you know, I was driving him to school today, which is, you know, we're in the car for 45 minutes and he was cycling around, listening to different, different music and, asking me like obscure questions about <laughs> bands and do you know any music by these guys and i was like uh, i've heard the name but no so he's testing how cool a dad you are it's fine okay oh, sure. you're not doing well Failed. i just want i just want to let <laughs> you know. right right well there was no, there was little question about that um you know i use it from time to time oftentimes at like a coffee shop and i hear a song and i'm like oh i wonder what this is mm-hmm. the problem with the coffee shop is always that you know sometimes depending on how busy it is like you can't get a really clean listen and so i end up being that guy who's trying to like surreptitiously hold their phone towards the speaker that's in the coffee yeah. shop without looking like i'm that guy holding my phone towards the speaker in a coffee shop yeah um but it, it works pretty well i have always been impressed with how well shazam manages to to nail those songs so right um 
Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a smart purchase. It makes a lot of sense for Apple, um, given their focus on music, and maybe they'll just be in you know, into integrating that algorithm with other stuff. I have no idea. Right. Right. Dan, you know what else is a do you know what else is a smart purchase? What you know, I would love to know, John. What else is a smart? Well, I'm not going to tell you, but Lex is. Oh, hi, Lex. Listen, if you're like me, you're a good-looking man, (laughs) but you always want to look your best. And the way to look your best is with a made-to-measure suit. It fits you a lot better than an off-the-rack suit because it's made to measure you. You get it. You're smart. I have an Indochino suit that they sent me. I liked it so much and got so many compliments on it. This is true. I bought another one with my own money. Every man looks better in a suit. Indochino is making it easy to get a suit made to your exact measurements at a great price. You can choose from hundreds of top-quality fabrics and customize every single detail, including your lapel, the jacket lining, monogram, and more. Indochino has been featured in major publications, including GQ, Forbes, and Fast Company, and it's now the largest made-to-measure menswear company in the known universe. Here's how it works. Visit a showroom or shop online at Indochino.com, pick your fabric, choose your customizations, submit your measurements, place your order, and wait for it to arrive in just a few weeks. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com if you enter the promo code REBOUND at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. And trust me, you're going to look good. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND, for any premium suit for just $359 and free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a suit that will fit you better than anything off the rack ever could. (laughs) Okay, bye, Lex. Bye. Yeah, get out of here. Go back to work. (laughs) Don't Uh, let the door. Anyway, Lex Lex isn't here today. Lex could not make it, by the way. Yeah, that was... No one. Hey, well, why. other than that, he, he was he was happy to stop by for you know because because he loves Indochino. So. He does love him. He, right. Yeah, his love knows he, no bounds. He ran in. He did the ad read, and then he ran out. Have you noticed that Phil Schiller has been giving interviews to places <laughs> like kind of seemingly random? Uh, no, they he did one with a, a a Dutch site last week or within the last week, and I just saw now. Uh, that he has done a wide-ranging interview with T3, which I believe is a British tech publication. He seems like he's uh, he's doing the rounds, but mm. I don't know why. Is he leaving? <laughs> Maybe it's the end of the year, and he's just like, uh, you know what? I haven't. I got to fill up my quota of interviews. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this one apparently. They, yeah, is that is that a thing that they do toward the end of the year? Actually, I mean, because that, that sort of rings a bell. That now that you say that, but I was kind of just talking uh, <laughs> randomly, but maybe yeah. I don't know. Um, it's a little. I guess either you view it as a late minute like holiday push, although it seems pretty late for that, uh, right. or just sort of a wrapping up the year sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but apparently this one is mainly about talking about like uh, iPad versus using um use cases versus computers etc um, oh, okay so i don't know what do you think their their philosophy on that is i mean what do you what do you think do, do you think that they uh they they would rather push everybody to using ios devices and get rid of the mac i you know i i had a lot of conver- i wrote a column kind of about this last week and i've been talking with jason snell a bunch about it because it's an interesting idea of this whole what's next idea um Given that Mac OS, you know, I uh, just call it Mac OS 10 for simplicity's sake for the moment, but Mac OS 10 has been around almost as long as the classic Mac OS was. 
and so the question is, what is the next big move for Apple? Because I don't think they want to support both macOS and iOS indefinitely. It's a lot of resources mm-hmm. to have in, to be working on two platforms with that kind of huge user base, right? Very few other companies have that issue, right? Microsoft, for the most part, as these days is pretty much just working Windows. Um, and Google has had like, you know, Chrome OS and Android, but they have also been working on, I think they have a project called Fuchsia, which is supposedly like kind of the potentially Android replacement. Um, but yeah, I, I can't imagine even with all the similarities and the underlying code base of similarities between iOS and Mac OS that Apple would want to just keep doing that forever, right? Like I feel like they would eventually want to move either to something that can be sort of universal or if they would push towards iOS, I don't know. But I'm kind of leaning towards this idea that in the future we'll see an OS from Apple that will support form factors from the phone up to a desktop. Mm. I don't know what that is. I don't I have no idea what that looks like. Yeah. But I it, certainly for me, it makes a kind of sense that it would involve that, especially as we also look at transitions to, um, you know, arm processors. Yeah. Potentially right. running laptops and desktops. Like, you know, I don't think, and I don't think that means like doing away with the Mac immediately. Uh, or doing away with iOS immediately. I think it probably means there are some devices that are updatable to this new OS. There are some, maybe even Macs that are updatable, but run, you know, Mac OS stuff in virtualization or emulation. Or that there's just new hardware that comes and ships with a new OS. And maybe it runs some older apps in, you know, a translation layer for like the first several years. Uh, but eventually, it's just yeah. sort of like we're we're shifting resources, right? Because I the Mac has lasted a long time, and I don't think the laptop or desktop form factors are necessarily going away, uh, especially not the laptop, which is just still pretty popular. But yeah, not as many people buy desktops as did ten or twenty years ago, and I can't imagine them wanting to support Mac OS on that for you know the next two decades, right? I mean, obviously they have, they have, but yeah, but they have a number of problems that they have to solve before they would be able to. Sure. Yeah. I don't think this is something that comes, I don't think we hear about this for several years. Yeah. But I'm sure there are divisions working within Apple to try and figure this out, to try and solve this problem. The same way that there were divisions working on, you know, future versions of Mac OS back in the classic Mac OS days or doing the Intel Macs or stuff like that, right? Like there's there's people trying to solve this problem, trying to see what they can do running, you know, custom hardware or, you know, playing around with all this sort of cutting edge stuff. And and I think, you know, you can't sit still in this business. You got to you got to do something and especially in the case of Apple where your brand is innovation, like you can't just keep pumping out <laughs> you know new the laptops yeah. like every right. year or even new smartphones i think to a certain extent like certainly the iphone still sells incredibly amazingly well so it's not like they do away with that but like sooner or later it will start to dip because that's just the way these things go right it's weird isn't it it is weird <laughs> but i don't know i mean like the, the the idea of a new os opens a lot of questions for me because you do have so 
while I can't see, you know, we've had discussions before about whether or not Apple would ever consider making a touchscreen Mac. And it's like, okay, I, I'll concede that maybe they wouldn't make a touchscreen Mac, but that's a very specific phrasing that doesn't necessarily include a device with a laptop form factor that includes both a keyboard, trackpad, and a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. And again, I don't know how you handle that from an OS perspective in terms of being able to accept those different types of interfaces. But neither I believe does Mi- it, neither does Microsoft. Right, sure. But I believe it's possible. <laughs> I think somebody could come up with it. And if and you know, frankly, Apple seems like a good bet in that department. But like, yeah, you know, the the arguments against I think a lot of the um, laptop and laptops with touchscreens, like there are certainly arguments against it. But I think most of them are software arguments. Like if you've ever sat around with your iPad using as a keyboard and reached up to like interact with stuff on the screen and then gone back to your Mac and found yourself like starting to tap yep. the screen. People do it, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you do all this. So like you might as well try to figure out how to design a product to support that and maybe make it useful. Well see Dan, I have a touch bar, so I immediately go to the touch bar. <laughs> <laughs> but that I don't know. I, I which might... which is an utter lie, of course. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. <laughs> it's amazing yeah, how many t- other macs have touch bars now i yeah this one <laughs> i mean i like it fine but it's not it, it's certainly not i mean the, the the best part about it is touch id um and right. it seems like that will probably be you know Supplanted. it's on, on the mac it's kind of it's probably a flash in the pan because um Why i would expect that the yeah use face id you've already got a camera in there I mean, it's obviously not. It's not. It's not as sophisticated as no, the one but on the phone. It's way easier to build in all now that they've. If they can yeah. fit that in a phone, they can fit it in a laptop. Sure, right. That would not be a problem. So, I it just. I wish it. <laughs> I wish it did more. And it's so. It's so watch OS one. Right. Um, it's not slow. I'll, I'll say that about it. Uh, which is well, probably my major complaint about the old the old watch, but. Um, it's just not as, uh, and and the thing is, it's so f- it's it's actually it's because the touch bar can be customized to every um, window. Basically, I was noticing because somebody was complaining to me about the touch bar, and it it uh, they had somebody who they oh they had like a friend who was um, using had a touch bar Mac Pro um, MacBook Pro and kept hitting the send button when he was trying to hit escape because the right. send button is like the d- default has a send button right next to the escape key on the touch bar when you're in an open mail message. Um, and so I went into mail and was looking around and noticed that it, like you open, okay, open up a new mail message and type in the address and key into the, um, you know, tab into the, the body of it. It gives you um, a particular, um, touch bar scheme key you know, the tool yeah. tool Layout, scheme yeah. and you can yeah and you can go up and you can customize that but you get but it's but it's different than what's in the regular the regular mail list menu you know list screen that shows that shows all your your email and so you think about the permutations of that nobody wants to go and customize all that crap right yeah exactly i think that is I, you know there are things that even i get overwhelmed by like you know i, I opened up uh, what was I customizing the other day? I don't know, a bunch of different stuff. But like, I was playing with, I've been playing with Logic and ed- editing stuff mm-hmm. in Logic, and it's like, 
my eyes start to glaze over because it's there's just so many there's so much whistles. Yeah. like i yeah. can't even handle it yeah uh, and, and then if you go to a, if you go to a new mac you have to do that all over again right right yeah whereas you know ios certainly seems to have you know gotten down the idea of like moving between devices and making it fairly seamless and the mac yeah. the migration is i mean you can yeah you can use bad, you but, can but but I think you're more likely to, I mean, if you have a, you have a smartphone, you have one smartphone. Right. Whereas I, I mean, how many Macs do I have in this house? Oh yeah. I mean, I, and I have, I, <laughs> I have four that I use regularly. Wow. I, I was going to say I have two I use regularly. And even there, you know, realizing that certain things are out of sync between the two of them mm-hmm. means I often spend like an afternoon, like the other day it was, I think it was my transmit favorites or something. And oh, yeah. for some reason, they were slightly out of sync. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to nuke one of them and start over and make sure that I have all the information on both of them. Yeah. And like, well, and I, I think I at did, least tra- but... transmit allows you to save them to iCloud, right? Yeah, exactly. But there are, yeah. you're right. There are plenty of apps where it's like, I set up all my preferences here, but now I have to go over to my other, my MacBook Air and set up all my yeah. preferences there. Right. And, uh yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to use logic on my 11 inch MacBook Air because I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear, but you know there are definitely plenty of apps that I go back and forth and use on both computers, and making sure that the like they're set up in the same way, or you know there are occasionally differences, right? Because you do want to treat something differently on like an 11 inch screen than a 27 inch screen. But for the most part, I like to make sure that I'm running the same apps, uh, and that those apps and my like keyboard shortcuts and all that junk are all consistent between the two of them, because otherwise I just just wasting time. Yeah. And nobody likes wasting time because they have better things to do, John. And you know what? You know what? One of those better things to do is what is it, Dan? It's eating steaks. Yes. Tell me. Am I telling? Can I, I talk about to, the steaks? I want you to tell me all about the steaks. <laughs> you know, I don't, you may, the listeners may have heard my doorbell ring earlier, and um, just like the thought of that—that that the possibility that it might be a big box of meat. <laughs> Is, uh, is extremely exciting. I'm pretty sure it's not, so that's kind of sad. But however, I have I have gotten several big, beautiful boxes of meat from our friends at Omaha Steaks, and it is it's a thrill every time it happens. So, and they they come there. All the all the the cuts are individually wrapped, and you put them in the freezer. And and then what happens the next day is that your son comes down early, and he gets two of the chicken fried steaks out and fries them up for himself for breakfast. Wow, that is actually that is actually what happened. I he knew, that the, he knew the meats were in there. He was very excited, and he came down and he made himself two, two chicken fried his steaks. Ingenuity. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I would have known at that age how to do that. <laughs> I'm not saying he did it right, but he did it. <laughs> <laughs> because he was he was goal oriented and his goal was eating that meat uh eating steaks so let me tell you about uh the omaha steaks offer we have now and and it is for only 49.99 you can get the family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter code rebound in the search bar that is an astonishing 75 percent off and right now, uh, it, it's a. We're, it, this is an exclusive. Uh, just everybody, everybody, lean in real close because okay. this All is right. an exclusive savings to just listeners of the rebound. <sighs> okay. All right. So listen, listen now, 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 lean back because I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna yell some of these. Right. Listen to everything that you get for less than fifty dollars. Two filet mignon, two top sirloin, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausage, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, which are really good, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, 
plus four additional kielbasa sausages for free. So do not wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code REBOUND in the search bar, and get a 75% savings. Uh, It is the gift that is guaranteed to be a hit. Did you say filet mignon? I did. Filet mignon. Filet mignon. (laughs) Oh, man. So, what was the... Oh, man. You know, I need to make Uh, a list. I really do. I really need to. I need to actually. <laughs> only there was some, some platform stuff. that allowed you to make lists. <laughs> there were way. If only there was some. There was any apps on the App Store that let you make lists. Only um, uh, speaking and speaking of the App Store. Oh um, yes, now that you yeah. know what that was it. See, that was it, right? Yeah, that was the it. pre-order. So Apple has opened app pre-orders to all developers. Yeah, interesting decision. So we first saw this last year with Super Mario Run. Uh, where Nintendo announced it way ahead of time and it was on the store and you could kind of like, you know, go and say, I'm interested. And then when it showed up, you could download it or you could like, it would be delivered to your device. Um, which I guess that makes sense as a, um, uh, like a, like a test case because the demand for that must've been supremely high. Yeah. Uh, and so it let them sort of see how it actually played out. But now it's available to everyone, and I'm I, I'm in favor of this. I mean, sure. pre-ordering is a big deal in books and movies, on comics, all that stuff. In games, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned that, but I mean, but in games, uh, I mean, well, obviously, games outside of the app store, uh, console. But games, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of pre-ordering of of. I mean, we pre-order a bunch of stuff because yeah, I've, got a, I, I've got a kid who loves games. And right. so he hears about something coming out and he wants to make sure that he's going to get it. And it's a big it's a big economic thing, too. I mean, I could speak to my experience being a, you know, as an author, like pre-orders for books are something that publishers put a lot of weight on. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine for games and movies and stuff, it's probably similar in that, you know, if you're getting people to fork over their money before they have even gotten a chance to, you know, try or know anybody who has tried this thing. Like yeah. that is a that is a powerful indicator of interest. Yeah. Uh, and so I I have to imagine that the apps is gonna be pretty similar. And I mean I, I think it solves some smaller problems uh that most people probably don't run into, but like it always used to be a huge frustration for me going to write up a new app, you know, because it would just appear on the store. Uh and you would have to like dig around to use the search feature to be like, oh god, where is it? Oh, it's not in the search index yet. So I'd have to like find links yes. to it from other sources. Yes. Uh, and so in theory, this at least makes that a little easier. Although maybe it just shifts the problem upstream. <laughs> well, but that's but that's less of a problem. I mean, because if your game isn't coming out for you know three months or something like that, people have more right. a lot more time to go and find it. And and that and I think that day one problem is huge. Yes, exactly. Discoverability. It's like I hey our, our game's out. Uh, I can't find it. Yeah, I'll put that I won't think I'll you know I'll find it later and then you forget. Right? And maybe you yeah. don't find it for like another week or something like that. Yeah. Um yeah I think that's I think it's cool. I think it's a good it's it's also available on both the Mac App Store and on TVOS as well. Which is nice. Uh, bet you a lot of people would have signed up for an Amazon Prime Video pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> they would have had to wait a long time. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. you would have felt sure it's coming, not like Amazon might pull the rug away from you yeah. at any minute. It it feels like this... Yeah. Um, it feels like this thing... Like, I'm trying to think of how it plays out. I mean, it seems like it, it benefits 
I mean, I don't think it gives them an advantage particularly, but but it gives the bigger game companies, uh, you know, you're more likely to pre-order something from a big game company that you know is going to deliver something that's probably decent. Right. Unless it's somebody that you, a smaller game company that you know. So, right, sure. I mean, like like if, if Nevin Mergen um, announced that uh, they were, he and his friend Matt were coming out with uh, something in the next few months, I would certainly pre-order that. I would pre-order stuff from Campo Santo. Yeah, right. Um, but the other ones, the other ones that, you know, Hank is interested in usually um, are, are, you know, most likely from Nintendo or some, some other huge game company. Yeah, I, I mean, in some ways, it's kind of surprising that the App Store has gone this long with, without having this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, ten years is a long time. It doesn't, and it doesn't seem like something that would be that hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That seems weird. It's not like it's not like um, you know upgrades, which are which I would think are there's a logistical, there's a real logistical problem. Frankly, there. if they had cared to do upgrades, they could have worked that out by now. Sure, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, there's no, there's I'm not trying to excuse it, but I'm just saying at least it's that I think that problem is slightly more complicated. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially because they had pre-orders on the iTunes store. I mean, music pre-orders yeah. have been there for years. Mm-hmm. So they've already solved it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Uh, I can't oh, wait. Well. Yeah, I'm sure all the developers are really excited to have analytics that they can refresh every day to see how many people have pre-ordered their app. <laughs> That doesn't sound crazy making at all. <laughs> you, you'll spend so much time doing that, you won't develop the game. That's right. Yeah. I've got a million pre-orders. I should probably get to work on I'm just going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> what? I have to actually deliver this? <laughs> that's not that's fair. Just, How is that fair? That seems I'm crazy. rich now. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm the guy with a million pre-orders. <laughs> um, yeah, so did we talk about the Amazon thing last week? I couldn't remember if it happened after our show. I can't remember. <laughs> I, 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 get, I think the answer is probably no, then. I think we, uh, you know, we'd heard it was coming, but I haven't had too much of a chance to play with it. But and it, 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 I said this to somebody, but like it was like closing the barn door after the cows were home because I got a new TV last month and it had um you know an amazon app right in the tv so it was like i mean i do spend more time in the apple tv and so it's nice that it's in there now but it's not like, well I, I think, i'm already able to watch yeah i mean and i had a fire tv so it didn't stop me from watching amazon stuff yeah um but it does simplify things to have them all in one place and more to the point it's gotten me I think I will probably buy my parents an Apple TV for Christmas Mm -hmm. because right now they are using, I think I gave them, they have like an old second generation Apple TV I gave them, uh, which looks kind of terrible on their giant, because they actually have a 4K TV. Um, And they have a Fire TV stick, which is fine, but not great. And they have the built-in apps on the TV and so I get into these discussions with my dad where he can't, like, he's like, well, is that through this or through this or through this? And it's like, oh, man, yeah. this is definitely annoying to explain. So I right. kind of like the idea of just putting them on the Apple TV and being mm-hmm. like, go forth. It's all in Everything there. is yeah. right there. You don't need right. to worry about anything but that. And I guess I wash my hands cable. of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Never speak to me again. <laughs> I believe our business is yeah. concluded now. Never talk to me or my son. Wait, my son. I am your son. No, hold on. This gets confusing. Uh, so, yeah, I would consider actually getting them one of those now because as much as I loathe the idea of buying them the stupid expensive 4K one, um, I probably will because they have a 4K TV and it's like, you might as well. Yeah. Uh, and then I can have an excuse to go over and watch 4K stuff on their TV. <laughs> really, it's you about need to get me. yourself let's, a 4K TV. Clear. I am not getting myself 4K TV, although, <laughs> God, I hate the fact that, you know, I bought my TV. My TV is not that old. It's probably, I don't know, three years old. And I paid so much more for it <laughs> oh, yeah, than I the know. 4K it's TV crazy you can now. get yeah. now. Yeah. I paid so was, much mine's more. A f- 55 inch and it's 550 bucks i paid 800 for my 55 inch tv and it's not 4k and it's like i just i swear i swear i paid four thousand dollars for my my, oh that seems totally i mean my tv my tv that i bought um 14 13 years ago yeah i paid 800 Um, or 900 for my first hd tv you know and i might be exaggerating like it might have been 1400 But instead of four thousand, but I always remember it as four thousand. I just feel like I hit the wrong point on this curve. Mm, mm-hmm. um, well, oh well, you can get in, you can get on this ride at any time. I know, but I, my TV is perfectly fine, and there's literally yeah. no place in my house for another yeah. TV. So, right, right. so that's just yeah. not happening, and it's fine. I really, I like my TV just fine. I'm, I'm not, I'm not falling prey to the capitalist consumerist desires <laughs> that I just need more K's. Whatever, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> more k's for me <laughs> you can have all the k's that's fine i, I don't, don't even care. have that much content that's 4k <laughs> like, the only thing i've got now. the only thing i've got is the xbox one and the, like because my apple tv is not 4k the xbox one Yet. isn't 4k either what the xbox, xbox one. one s is that i thought the one x was the 4k one really i thought okay well are you sure you, might, you Hanks, should revisit Hanks seems to disagree with you you put him on. <laughs> He's not, I finally got him to school. Oh, go back. Yeah, pick him up. Uh, I, I want you to check. I'm trying to check. Um, oh, uh, nope. You're right. I'm wrong. Uh, I'm incorrect. According to CNET, I thought that that was, you know what? Maybe the Xbox One X was the only one that has HDR. Okay. Woo! Dodge that bullet. That's right. Would have been uncomfortable when I went to pick him up this afternoon. <laughs> that, yeah that would have been a weird conversation <laughs> hey i was talking to somebody <laughs> and i looked like an idiot because of the information you gave me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you really need to chastise your son for not delivering more exactly, accurate yeah. information for, for your podcast making That's... me look silly on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> go sit in the corner <laughs> that's that's good that's good therapy fodder for later in life upwards of 12 people have been really angry with me on the internet <laughs> and they're all they're all on mouthfuls of meat 